0: Hi everyone, welcome to The Pens and the Bookmarks, an edutaining roundtable where both the readers and the writers weigh in on all things bookish. Who's right, who's wrong, who knows, and who cares? We'll be bringing our drinks, but leaving the drama. I'm A.E. Kincaid, and I write humorous fantasy adventure stories. Uh,
1: My name is Kimberly Grimes, and I write multi-genre science fiction and or fantasy stories,
2: I'm Whitney Hugh and I collect a lot of books and I read most of them.
3: (laughs) Megan. I'm Megan J. Dahl. I'm a fantasy and sometimes science fiction author. I write a lot of short fiction. And Lou.
4: Hi, I'm Lou and Whitney's ahead of me because I collect a lot of books and I read some of them.
0: (laughs) Well, this week we'll be chatting about fictional relationships and a little later, we're going to be joined by fantasy author J.L. Vampa. But first, uh, I believe there's a little bit of news amongst us, Uh, Lou, I know you have some news. Yeah,
4: I just got back from a dream trip uh, to England. Uh, I got to spend a couple of weeks there uh, visiting friends and just speed touring London. Um yeah, it was just magical. So definitely check out my Instagram for all the photos. I will continue to be uploading those and sharing those over the next few weeks. So
0: yeah. So exciting. She went to Pemberley guys. It was um
4: and it rained. Yeah.
0: Well, that's perfect though. Right. Yeah,
4: it was. It was like actually like being in the film. It was <laughs> for it.
1: Um Kimberly. Uh, some quick news: I received confirmation that I will be having an author table at this year's um, Twenty Books to Fifty K in uh, Vegas come November. So I'm really excited to. Part- uh, I'm really excited to go to the conference and learn more about the self-publishing industry. And then on the Friday at the end, um, a bunch of authors who requested a table will be signing their books. So I'm really excited to be doing that for the first time this year.
0: That that's is so cool. And f- for those of you who don't know, that's a very big conference. Um, so that's congratulations, Kim Ludi. That's awesome. Um, I have a little bit of news. Uh, the third book in my series has an official title and it technically has a release date. Uh, anyone who follows me on Instagram knows it's coming out in November, but I do have like an actual date in mind. And then uh, Sarah Oliver, the cover artist who did such a lovely job on book, the covers for book one and book two, she has agreed to do book three. So mm-hmm. I am very excited that they're all going to be <laughs> done by her. Um, and I should be getting the manuscript back at the end of this week from Elise, my editor, and then it's full speed ahead.
3: Yay. Yay. Yeah. Okay.
0: So that's exciting. Uh, so next up, what are we all reading right now? Kimberly, what are you reading?
1: Um, So I'm not really reading. I am just so busy right now, writing and doing a lot of stuff, but I am reading um, The Gilded Wolves. um, Roshani Chokshi, I'm not sure how to pronounce her name, but I'm actually reading this part of a group read. So uh, it it is fun, but I'm a little behind. So hopefully (laughs) I can catch up. Um, And I'm also listening to, um, I'm drawing a blank. Oh, Hellbent by Leah. Vertigo, um, because the first one was amazing. I mean, it was just so great to listen to and everything. So uh, that's what I'm currently reading and listening to.
0: Awesome. Whitney, what about you and your many things?
2: I am going my third time through this series. (laughs) I'm doing it with a group this time, which is fun, Um, but I'm listening to it. So I have my well worn copy, but this time I'm doing it on audio. So A Court of Wings and Ruin is the third in that series that is probably unfinished she's kind of you
3: know
2: she's going slowly um and i'm also reading the simple wild i don't know if you guys have um heard of ka Tucker or read any of her um she's got some romance and some fantasy as well um but this one is my friend kelsey's copy and we are annotating it so we have um five people that we're gonna get it to so i'm the third so we've got uh, two people's notes in here already, and I'm the third one going through, and then I will mail it off to the next person. So um, that's been really fun.
0: That's so cool. Yeah. Um, you... You...
3: Oh, Megan, what are you reading? I, uh, I've had a very um, chaotic reading week. I've, I'm reading, so I picked a little selection <laughs> to talk about. So um, Kimberly made this beautiful graphic for me because oh. everything is is uh on uh ebook or audio book at the moment so uh beginning the author stuck list uh by becca sign um which is an excellent excellent book um i'm having a lot of fun with it i have um the uh stuck list cards that just came out so for any writers in the audience uh these are a lot of fun uh they're quite funny <laughs> and i found them uh, quite useful and the book is a companion to go with it and it's um really really helpful for getting unstuck um, and uh, and why you might be stuck. I'm also reading uh, Trickster Makes This World by Lewis Hyde. And um, that is um, research for um, my current work in progress. Um, so it's all about um, uh, mischief myth and the art. So it's comparative mythology about uh, the trickster myth and the last book I'm listening to is uh, Charmed and Dangerous by Lindsay Baroker. Um, that is book five of A Witch in Wolfwood. And um, it's a woman whose life has fallen apart as uh, <laughs> um, inherits a house in the in the woods, uh, her grandmother's house. And when she gets there, she discovers grandma was a witch and there are werewolves everywhere. And hilarity and chaos ensue so <laughs> it's a lot of fun and that's book five right you said book that's book five yeah wow
1: it is a five book
0: series so this is the final oh, install okay. you did uh, say that you liked when a story like started from the bottom and you know mm-hmm. oh,
3: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like a good series and uh uh Lindsay Broker always delivers on lots of adventure and and they're funny too which I just I love a good funny book That's awesome.
0: Um, How about you, Lou?
4: All right. Well, I am listening to one, and I don't have a graphic. um, But I'm listening to How to Kiss Your Best Friend by Ginny Proctor. Uh, I'm actually just a couple of chapters in, but it is hilarious so far. Um, And it's dual uh, POV and then two narrators, which is just my favorite when you get that. Um, And I'm also reading Frederica by Georgia Heyer. Can uh, really, if it makes you feel better. Both of these are for the same book club, and one of them, this one, was last month's read, um, and "How to Kiss Your Best Friend" is this month's read. So I'm desperately trying to finish the last 75 pages.
1: I do feel better. Thank you.
4: Uh, last which I am really, really enjoying. Um, it is my first Georgia Hire book, um, and and she is funny, and she writes historical fiction that feels like she's writing. In a much like, I don't she just, she feels to me, her writing style feels to me um, like she is like writing from like Jane Austen period, like, and not just writing from the 1960s about um, that period. So I I really like the way she's, um, that she writes and the book really thoughtfully includes pages and pages of um, Victorian slang definitions. Cool. Which is magnificent, categorized, like under headings. Um, so yeah, that's a whole lot of fun. Um, and then I am picking up, I picked up and I'm just a couple of stories into, uh, 13 detectives by GK Chesterton. Uh, so I've read his nonfiction before and I love his father Brown. I've watched it, but I haven't read it. Um, but this is just a collection of 13 of his just other short story mysteries, um, including, um, one of the father Brown tales. That is like, I don't know, the time of publication was undiscovered elsewhere, but um yeah, I'm just really enjoying, it. I like his, um, I like his characters, I love the way he spins a mystery, and again, like just weaves humor into uh, the stories as well, so yeah, those are my, those are my most current reads,
0: so. That's awesome. I watched Father Brown too, yeah. once upon it. a time. Um I am reading How to Become a Rainmaker by Jeffrey J. Fox. It sounds like it would be a cool title for a fiction book, but this is not a fiction book. The Rules for Getting and Keeping Customers and Clients. Uh, my alter ego, my day job, is nonfiction writing. So I help um, I help companies use the right words to attract the specific people they want to attract for their business, um, so I do read a lot of nonfiction as well as fiction, but we are circling back to fiction now because today uh, our guest is the lovely J.L. Vampa. She is the author of Dark Fantasy and Victorian gothic Fiction, JL also owns a macabre-style bookish shop called Wicked Whimsy Boutique. She lives in Texas with her musician husband and their two littles who are just as peculiar as they are. She is the author of The Queen's Keeper, the upcoming standalone fiction, historical fiction, Stolen Magic, and the incredibly popular Sisters Solstice series. I bet you have heard of it. She makes the perfect guest for today's episode, because she is a master at creating fictional relationships that we can't help but get sucked into. Uh, Jl, welcome and thank you so much for joining us.
5: Hi, hi. hi. Sorry, I'm, <laughs> I'm facing the wrong way. Oh, <laughs>
0: <laughs> you're fine. Um. Yeah, thank you so much for coming. Uh, yeah. I know that this is your like writing planning time and I don't wanna get in the way of that. So <laughs> if you don't mind, we will jump straight into questions. Yeah, go for it. Awesome. So uh, this one's gonna be for JL, but also then I'll open it up to everyone. What is one of your recent or favorite fictional relationships? Platonic, romantic, both, we'd love to know.
5: Um. I'm actually in a really platonic uh, phase right now um, because of some things that I'm writing. Um, but there are two relationships in my current read, which is um, "Murder on Black Swan Lane," I believe is what it's called. Um, and in that book, there's a young widow, and she, um, you know, she has all her husband's debts that she has to pay off um so she kind of lives in the slums of london in the 1800s and these two little street urchins have kind of taken up post on her stoop um and she lets them in and she's teaching them how to be gentlemen and um you know teaching them to read and stuff and it's really it's just a really sweet sweet relationship
0: i love that i love like And and that sounds like it could be like a little bit funny too.
5: Yes, it is
0: funny. (laughs) (laughs) Um, How about anybody else? Lou, what do you think? Do you have any favorite fictional relationships?
4: Yeah, I don't know. Like long time. I'm bad at picking favorites. I I think I'm um, I'm loving the romantic relationship developing in uh, Frederica that I'm reading right now. Um, It's really, it's fun. And it's kind of that like it's not even friends to lovers it's um in in the story itself she's they're essentially like long distant distantly sort of kind of related and she basically convinces him to like claim her family so that she can help like give her sister younger sister a season um and and really the whole kind of like romance is really like he's like this confirmed bachelor and he's kind of like this like stylish like rogue and and she's just all about her family and it's really kind of sweet because he does it sort of out of this sense of like yeah sort of there's this familial maybe obligation there um but i'm super bored by all of the elements of this and you get to kind of watch him like actually begin to like care for her brothers and her like siblings and also then as he like does that get to know her better and like slowly sort of fall for her and it's I don't know it's again it's super sweet I love the elements just kind of of that like platonic and familial like appreciation and those kind of side relationships developing and then at the same time uh, the romance is just really sweet and also really funny because he's like what are these feelings because I don't feel things and, and he's like, and he's like listing off all of her like bad qualities. And then he like is like, well, to be fair, I have to list off all the good ones too. And, but he's like, it's just like these long internal monologues that are just like hilarious, but also super sweet and super fun to see kind of like how that connection is beginning to form. So that's probably my f- favorite at the moment. It's a Darcy-esque. It is very, yeah, very, if Darcy was more like, you know, sort of the rake of the Tawn. And
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, how about you, Megan?
3: Um, I am enjoying, um, so for a romantic relationship, I'm enjoying um, from another Lindsay Barocca. I saw Lindsay Barocca right now, Um, (laughs) the um, Fallen Empire series, which I was listening to last month. And uh, it's the relationship between uh, Leonidas and Alyssa. And um, Lindsay Broker writes really great ensemble cast and how they interplay between them. And uh, the two, um, the sort of two main characters, Leonidas and Lisa are, um, they begin on opposite sides. Um, The war is over, but they were on opposite sides of it. And then how they sort of come together after the war and um, sort of, not quite see each other's point of view but <laughs> but but put it behind them um, for a, a um, I, I don't know if I'd call this platonic or <laughs> or or romantic it, it's kind of a gray area I'm, I'm really enjoying um, in the murder bot diaries um, the relationship between two artificial intelligences uh, murder bot and art <laughs> Um, mm-hmm. art is uh short for um asshole research transport so <laughs> <laughs> and uh, um. the relationship between the two of them and, and and also how they how they relate to anyone else because um for Murderbot especially relating to people at all is still fraught with every, you know <laughs> does not know how to relate to people and learning how to relate to another artificial intelligence is equally difficult. So it's uh, quite a lot of fun.
0: (laughs) I like when authors are able to do that, like just sort of bring a new, like I read a book recently where there was a relationship between um, a a girl and and a ghost. Like, I was like, I've never run across that before. You know, it's kind of interesting. Um, Whitney, how about you?
2: I tried to put a lot of thought in this because I read a lot of romance, and so I had lots of romance answers <laughs> that came <laughs> to the forefront immediately. But um, I just finished uh, the Adventures of Amina Al Sarafi, the new Shannon uh pirate book, and I loved um, Amina. This is not a spoiler. is <laughs> a captain of a pirate crew and She's like retired. She hasn't been with them in years. And so she's just reassembled them for one last hurrah of this like unturned downable mission. But when she goes to get them from everywhere that they're living now that they've not been together in 10 years, um, it's just so funny. Like you can tell how much history they have and the fact that um, they all have mixed feelings about the, dissolving of the crew in the first place so when she's like oh we're just gonna get back together do this one more thing like they're just they are ridiculous and hilarious and so completely committed to each other despite you know their mixed feelings on their histories Um, but I really enjoyed their relationship but there's like four of them that all kind of get back together so I really enjoyed that a lot
0: that's awesome Kimberly Kimberly
1: Oh, um, I'm slow burn. I am always for romance. I love a good slow burn. You build up the tension and then you just have that one page where you read 10 times because it was just so amazing. You you bookmark it, you just read it, you go back to it. I have several books with one tag sticking out of it. Um, so for romance, I am big on slow burn. I love those. the whole book you're just building up. Um, for platonic, I really enjoy friendship stories. I've I've written a few and it's just it's just something I enjoy writing, so I enjoy reading the banter, the sarcasm, the the comfort you can see two people have known each other for so long and they can say things and they know what they mean. So, I haven't really found a lot of stories with that. So if you have any, please recommend. Um, but I do. I enjoy, you know, the whether they're actual family or whether they're just longtime friends, you know, just having that connection. I like, I like those kind of relationships, too.
0: Yeah. Um, I am also in sort of a platonic place. My, my So for romantic, I do, um, I do enjoy uh, Tristan Thorne and Yvain from Neil Gaiman's Stardust. Mm-hmm. I love them forever. Uh, Platonic, I have about a thousand examples, one of which is actually Tyndall and Agatha, which is from um, J.L. Vampa's series. Uh, they, I love how Tyndall just goes for it. Like, he does not care that she's, like, a princess and, like, she's got this whole, like, she's, she, I mean, in relationship to Tyndall, she's, like, super old. Like, he doesn't care if she's powerful. <laughs> does not care. Like, just goes right in for the friendship and I love that about him um (laughs) and then um if any well I also like Mel and Reg but I have to write them so that's a little bit different and then um if any of you have ever read um like one for the money the Janet Ivanovich Stephanie Plum books um Stephanie Plum and Lula like I I can't get enough of them, honestly. Like Lula is so extra and Stephanie is kind of boring. She plays this um, bounty hunter in New Jersey and Lula is like a former prostitute and they are so different from each other and they get into all sorts of trouble together. But it's always hilarious. Lula is my favorite. So um, yeah, lots of platonic relationships. I I really
2: they remind me so much. If y'all have read the Finley Donovan books, mm. has anybody read those? they're they're mysteries and they are so unrealistic y'all like (laughs) that would never happen like things would never go down this way but the two main characters finley and her best friend vero have the similar similar to stephanie Plum books because like it's their same silly like they're complete opposites but they just pair really well together. So you might like those too.
0: <laughs> I was going to say, I am definitely going to check those out because I, uh, so 20, I got through 23 of the Stephanie Plum mo- novels and I just cannot really deal with it anymore. Okay. <laughs> it just, nothing has changed. So I need something else similar. <laughs> <laughs> um, awesome. Well, this one is actually just for you, uh, JL. How does it feel? This is a a big one. Um, How does it feel as an author when readers ship a couple that you don't intend to put together?
5: Um, Terrifying. That's what's (laughs) happening right now as I'm writing. Um, There's going to be a revolt. I know it. Um, But they're not. They're not. These two people are not going to get together. And I'm sorry, they're not. Um, But for writing it, it's hard because... You know, you know, people are starting to want a certain thing, but the way I say it is like my characters tell me the story. I can't make them change, and if I try to, it's awful. And I've tried (laughs) to, but it's you know, as an author, it's kind of scary because you might lose readers, Um, Mm. you might make readers angry. But at the end of the day, you know, you just have to write what you know you have to write. so it's kind (laughs) of scary.
0: Do you think there's any situation under which something you hadn't like hadn't occurred to you before then suddenly a reader says something and you're like oh could I do that?
5: Yes Um, there have been things that readers picked out in autumn that I thought you know, I might run with that idea, because it had sort of occurred to me, but it wasn't solidified. Um, and there's one thing in the entire series that was something intended to be left up to the reader. But so many readers latched onto it that I'm, I've am i gone ahead and pulled at it. And so it's a little more obvious as the books come. Um, so yeah, I mean, I feel like readers definitely, especially the ones that you know, you um, come in contact with not just reading reviews and things, but a lot of times readers can influence the story.
0: So, speaking of readers, <laughs> Lou and Whitney, um, how does it feel when an author doesn't put the people together that you are shipping?
4: Do you want to go first? Do you want to, do you one want one
0: to I can. <laughs> <Why>? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs>
2: I think I think as long as it's done well, like whatever the choice is that they mm-hmm. make, the author that is, or the characters, whatever the choice is, like you just commit to it. I, one thing I really do not like is a love triangle.
5: Oh. I, mm-hmm. I just no, Mm-mm.
2: that's my least favorite. And so
1: it really, I love Take a love triangle any day. (laughs) Yeah, I,
2: that's my least favorite. And so Mm -hmm. then like you have to kind of have a preference, right? You have to either like one of the girls better for the guy or vice versa or like whatever the deal is. But I, I don't care if I'm wrong. Like if I've chosen a lane and it ends up being the other lane, as long as it's nicely done.
4: That feels right. I was going to say for me, it's it has to do with how realistically and how well developed, like the choice, like comes together in the story. So I don't like and I have read a few books where it felt like what like one ship was going to happen. And then it was like the plot twist was surprise. They fell in love with someone else. And I'm not a huge fan when that happens. Like, I, I need that to feel like realistic. And I don't, I don't like it when it feels like so much of the development has gone one direction. And then there's kind of this odd switch. And I'm with Whitney. I can't do the love triangle. It's my least favorite trope. I don't want it. Um, do it. <laughs> He's crying. This <laughs> is me out. I don't like it. Um,
0: For those of you who are listening to this via podcast, uh, Kimberly <laughs> is rolling her eyes right now.
4: <laughs> She's disagreeing with us.
1: But I do agree. I do agree on the direction. So when you guys say, you know, there's if if the author is writing it towards a certain direction, but yet there's this other, you know, lingering Jacob versus Edward, you know, it's, it's like, I do agree, you know, if you're leading me this way, stay this way.
4: Right. Well, and again, like, and I almost feel like you can make that switch. If, if it makes sense. If it makes sense, right? What I don't like is when you kind of have this new character or this side character who swoops in and they're just not like compared to everybody or everything else. They're just underdeveloped or they're flat. And then suddenly that becomes like the shift that becomes the love interest. And you're supposed to buy into this character has followed, like fallen for this person. Right. But you don't have as a reader, any connection, any sense of who that person is, any sense of why that would be the case. Um, so yeah, so I think for me, yeah, it's gotta make sense, it's gotta feel realistic. It's gotta feel like that's a real full character in the story and not just like the plot device of surprise, you were shipping the wrong thing. But, yeah, I think so that's I think a, not a
3: complete no. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think as as authors, we have to be really careful how we signpost what's happening Mm. and uh, and that we didn't accidentally. Um, I read a series. um, uh, It was a, um, you know, sort of vampire shifter romance. (laughs) And um, I I got it from the library and it was some sort of anniversary edition. So after six books, there was a a thing with the author. And uh, she was talking about how she was never had never intended to put these two characters together. And I read that and thought, what? <laughs> but that was that was the arc you set up in chapter one of the first book. <laughs> so in this particular book, and she'd sort of set up the the opening chapter, there's the the hero the heroine and the vampire. And she has a prejudice against vampires. And despite this heat, you know, that they have together, this obvious, you know, sort of chemistry she was never going to go there that's what she said so then of course that was that was the arc will she get over this particular prejudice and you know be with the vampire that's just for her so you know somewhere around book three when all these other characters are introduced and other love interests you're like what is going on (laughs) but she did eventually close the close the loop there so um but I when I read what she'd said that she'd never planned to put them together it was real like are you kidding
0: <laughs> so um the central thesis it seems here is uh, JL, no no pressure do what you want it, do, <laughs> it <right. laughs> do it right do it right yeah High yeah. standards for that <laughs> um just kidding, mostly. Um, OK, this one is for uh, JL. And then if anybody uh, has an opinion, but I'm going to bet Kimberly has an opinion here, too. Um, so, But JL, what do you think hooks the reader more, the slow burn or the actual spice?
5: I think that depends on the reader. But if you're not a strictly smut reader, it's mm-hmm. slow burn. Um, And I, as a reader and a writer, I can't make my, I can't even make myself write the spice without a very, very long buildup. I mean, I make you work for it. We have established couples and I still make you work for it. I don't know. To me, it's the slow burn because that's what keeps me turning. I'm waiting Mm -hmm. for that one. Ah, they finally, you know, instead of just spice, 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 that's that gets old for me personally. So
0: and I just want to say before I do open this up to everyone, um, if you like Slow Burn, you cannot do better than the Sisters Solstice series. Um, <laughs> there are two books out right now and platonic relationships, romantic relationships, whatever it is like this so JL writes them as well as or better than most other people that I have ever read. So mm-hmm. um, it's not even necessarily something I am specifically looking for, but I'm looking yeah. for it in her books. <laughs> <laughs> well,
5: you're spring sure. is all slow too. I just, I guess I don't know how to write a insta-love. I can't do insta-love.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so you're never writing a Hallmark movie? No. That's it. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, everybody else. Weigh in, Kimberly. What's your your
1: thoughts? I love the answer. I'm all. I 100% agree with Dale. Where it's all about turning the pages, building up, and marking that one page. And it's. I think that's for me. I mean, again, there's only so many spicy scenes where it's the same thing. Like, okay, we know what happens. So, (laughs) yep. But it's the emotion for the buildup and and how every writer can write differently about that buildup. And that's that's the exciting, the new thing, you know, like, so I agree. I'm so happy she said that because I didn't want to have to sit here and duke it out. (laughs) (laughs) You were prepared. No, no. no. (laughs) I mean, a little.
3: <laughs> I, um, I, I also love a slow burn. Um, and it and for me it doesn't it can end with a kiss. It can end with, you know, like fade to black. It doesn't it doesn't matter. It's it's all about that that journey. And like if if it's yes. a good slow burn, I will read 10 books in 10 days.
2: Yes. <laughs> yes.
3: Absolutely.
2: <laughs> I'm gonna play devil's advocate a little bit because I love a slow burn. This is not mm-hmm. me saying that I don't love that, but I have I've read a couple of romances before that are like, I almost want to put it down because it feels like they're never going to get together. Yeah. 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 That's that would be too slow. It yeah. <laughs> can be too it's slow. Not normal, but sometimes I'm like, there's not enough happening. Like the finding yeah. isn't enough or something. I'm just like, I know based on the formula that they're going to be together at the end of this book. Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> like, help. I yeah, think yeah. that, you know, I think that depends, like, there has to be good reasons for them not mm-hmm. to get together, so, you yeah. know, like, they have to be compelling. And and usually, like, an argument is not enough for me, personally. Mm. <laughs> you know, yeah. if there's, you know, it, there's got to be some, some, uh, I don't know, some adventure or something, you know. Some, well, you know some...
1: That's the center part, the, the middle part of the book. And that's the ha- one of the hardest part. I don't know about you, other authors, but that's the hard part where you've got to fill in all those, you know, moments that build on this, um, this big moment. So I can see if Whitney, if that author had just lost it somewhere in there Mm -hmm. and gets easily sidetracked and then you're just like, not reading the rest of this.
4: Yeah, (laughs) I was going to say that too. Yeah. I think you like, I think when you get too lost in the middle, like it almost feels like insta love at the back. It's like you're reading mm-hmm. a whole book where they're su- you know they're supposed to be together. Um, but it's just the rest of the story is taking, like, prominence there. And then you wind up with, like, oh, surprise, they're in love. And, it yeah, it feels to me like an insta-love on the back end. But I'm like, but when it's good and when it's compelling, I, like, I keep thinking about Pride and Prejudice just as kind of this, like, iconic, you know, like, love story. And you, like, think about, like, that hand flex scene, like, in the film, right? Like... Like, it's like, I mean, like, he's the only person in that shot is, like, his Uh hand, right? Like, (laughs) like, (laughs) right? For, like, so long. I love it. And it's such a swoony moment. Like, because, like, because you have built that tension and that longing and, like, kind of even that antagonistic side of their relationship where you're getting that friction in their personalities. And, and so, yeah, when it's done well, oh, man. Like, that gets me every Mm -hmm. time. Yeah. But, but, yeah. Can I ask an off script question? Please. I just
5: thought of one too. <laughs> I
2: want to hear, hear everybody say what your favorite trope is.
3: Oh.
5: Forced marriage. Ooh,
3: Forced marriage. I do love. I'm a fan.
0: I oh, think I mine think. is found family. Mm, that's that's a, good, a good one.
1: It is a really good one. That is a good one. <laughs>
5: If my phone dies, I'm sorry. I thought I was going to be able to use my laptop. And now I'm like running really low on battery over here. Oh, no. <laughs> We're going to lose her. <laughs>
2: I'll go and give you all some time to think. I really like fake dating or like marriage of convenience where they have to pretend to be together. Oh, they're Love not it. emotionally
5: there.
4: Yeah. Yes.
5: <laughs> Love it.
4: I was gonna say that's me too. I am marriage of convenience or forced marriage, either one. I love it when they're not they're not ready yet, and then they have to be ready, and yeah. everything else kind of falls together afterwards. Mm-hmm. I love it. So
1: good. I'll come back to uh, answer the next episode because I don't know. <laughs> <laughs>
0: We'd love to know what all you listeners are yeah. thinking yeah. this to yeah. one too. On. So drop that in the comments. Um, okay. Well then our, our so I do have an unscripted question. Yeah. JL, how do you, how do you manage all these relationships across multiple books?
5: Um,
0: it's getting rough. <laughs> it's hard. There's so <laughs> many
5: moving and there's so many point of views. Like I just had to pull in two new point of views Three, three new point of views in spring because we have another sister involved and then we have a new male character and then we have Gaius. We have to hear from Gaius now. And so it's definitely, it takes a lot more planning. I'm not a plotter, um, but I had to plot out at least the major events and relational things. Mm -hmm. And then I'm having to stop every chapter and plan the next chapter um, so it's just taking a lot more time and planning than I'm used to. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's, yeah, it's just kind of a mess right now,
1: but it'll get there.
5: <laughs> it's it's interesting to-, to hear
1: that you're your um, pants are not a plotter.
5: Yeah, I'm not a plotter. I usually know the beginning, the middle and the end
1: mm-hmm.
5: ish. Usually it's an ish. Um, and then the character's, Literally, just sit there and they don't shut up, and I just start writing. Um, and they're they're still doing that. Um, like I think I wrote four thousand words in the last couple of days, which is a lot for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but then when I got to the end of that chapter, I had to stop and and plan a little
0: because it's just it's wacky. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, what do you think? i want to make sure that we get to the lightning round before her phone dies but i do want to ask you jl um why do you think we get so invested in fictional relationships
5: Mm -hmm. um my really deep philosophical answer is that usually avid readers have um, faced at least some level of trauma in their lives Um, And, you know, that could be on various levels. um, But I think that we dive into books as a form of therapy, or a form of being accepted and seen. Mm -hmm. um, Because the first thing you do automatically is you find yourself in the story in one of the characters. Um, And so I think that's why we get so invested. And, you know, I think it's not even just the romantic relationships, but the platonic ones. And I hear a lot of You know, a lot of people knock readers for saying, well, those relationships are so unrealistic. What about your poor husband? You know, that's not Mm -hmm. it can't possibly be like that. And it's like, that's not even that's not a comparison that we're making at all (laughs) when we're writing or reading. It's just um, it kind of fills you with endorphins for a little bit. And they the characters become your friends. And, um, you know, it's also a lot easier to deal with fictional people than real people. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're usually mostly introverts. Um, and so that's, I mean, that's kind of what I think it is. But
0: That's a great answer. I think mm-hmm. also we, we search for patterns and we like predictability. Mm-hmm. And I think that there is something, especially to fiction, about the predictability that we can count on it, you know? Mm-hmm. Except sometimes we can't because we talked about <laughs> character death last episode and we were like, ah, <laughs> <laughs> what's happening in the book? Um, yeah. Anybody else? Any thoughts? Or no, shall we lightning round?
1: It summed it up really
0: great. Yeah. You're so smart, Jail. <laughs> um, okay. So here's the lightning round. Are you ready? ready.
5: Okay. I am ready.
0: <laughs> what is your go-to coffee order?
5: Okay, I'm not ready, because it depends what I am. (laughs) Um, Starbucks, it's always a shaken espresso, and ice shaken espresso. And then we have this little place in my town, and we don't have anything cool here, so it's like the coolest place in town. Um, And they have something called a honeybee, and it's like a cold brew with honey and lavender, like local honey, Mm. and it's so good.
0: That sounds good. Really yummy. <laughs> it is. It's good. Uh, are you an early bird or a night owl?
5: I used to be an early bird, but children have turned me into a night owl because it's the only time it's quiet. Mm,
0: so true. What mm. is your favorite season?
5: <laughs> I think all of you could answer that probably. It's <laughs> autumn. <laughs> autumn.
0: Uh, who are your auto by authors?
5: Um, I'm really picky because I go by book, not by author. Um, so I really Mm. only have one and it's Nicole Eisner. Um, and she does like Gothic horror vampire. Mm -hmm. And I just love her prose. I do love Schwab, B.E. Schwab. Mm -hmm. Um, but I don't love all of her books. So I'm more of an, I don't really go by
0: author, I guess. So, Mm. no. I love it. Um, beach or mountains? Uh, uh, Rocky Mountain <laughs> beach.
5: <laughs> Pacific Northwest. Oh,
0: that's good. I like that. Yep. Um, what is a comfort read of yours?
5: Um, I have reread. Oh my gosh, Cloth. What is it called? Cloth the King Killer. You you know the answer to this. What is the name of that book? Oh uh yeah. Um nope. <laughs> why did it leave my brain? It's my favorite book by Patrick Rothfuss. Name of the yes, wind. Name of the wind. I've read that one a million times, but I also and it's strange that it's a comfort read, but the Stalking Jack the Ripper series uh-huh. is a major comfort for me. I don't know why. They're like ripping people open and stuff, but I just love it.
1: <laughs> I love that audiobook. <laughs> then whoever the narrator,
0: I can't think of her name so good
5: i love thomas crestwell (laughs)
0: uh well this may come in these next few may come in to play here uh favorite fictional heroes um
5: heroines i really like Quoth from name of the wind because he's just a normal guy Mm. i mean he's super normal but everybody thinks he's really cool (laughs) and so all these (laughs) cool things happen to him and I'm a sucker for the normal person like Batman is my favorite superhero mm-hmm. because he has no, you know, magical abilities and stuff. Um, well, I mean, being wealthy is a superpower, but <laughs> yeah, you
0: know. makes up for a lot. Yeah. <laughs> um, how about fictional favorite fictional villain? Um, I tend to really love
5: the villains. Um, I can't think of any by name at the moment. I actually really liked, um, I did not like The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue that much, mm. the story, but I loved The Darkness um, because I really like morally Gray, but I really like when you feel for the villain and you kind of move to their side a little bit. Um, so I, I any villain like that, I'm
0: like, yep, I just love it. Great. Well done. Um, this is not actually a lightning round question, but is there anything you would like to share with our audience? Any links, social profiles, upcoming releases, whatever.
5: Um, the best place to find all that stuff is my Instagram, which is just jailvampa. Um We did announce Spring, the third book in the Sister Solstice series is coming out October 17th. Um, and the special editions really, really overwhelmed me because I didn't expect that many people to order them. So six months in advance, they've gone up for pre-order so that we can kind of get a handle on that because I spent just weeks signing. That's all I did. Um, so they're already up if you interested in those Um, i need
2: to get it the first one is gorgeous (laughs) i was gonna say spring special editions
5: i do too so i'm excited about those um and then i do a lot of fun stuff with my patreon i don't know if anybody wants you know to be a part of that but we're doing like a pajama party and Um, read along and we do stuff like that and I share a bunch of art because I commission art like a crazy person (laughs) oh I heard you do maps yes why I I do and I do um I do all my own special edition covers and I've started doing them for other authors um but yeah I do I did my own map I did Amy's map I've done a couple others um don't can't think of the author's names at the moment but yeah I do I do do that
0: that's That's a cool side hustle
1: (laughs) (laughs) we'll we'll include all the links down in the description
0: yeah okay cool we absolutely will and it has been an absolute pleasure having you with us today thank you so much for agreeing to do this
5: absolutely
0: you are welcome (laughs) back Anytime.
5: Okay, I am gonna I'm gonna leave because it's really like it's about like one percent.
3: Right. Thank you guys.
0: <laughs> um, well, to you, everyone listening, we would love to hear from you. What are your favorite fictional relationships, and why do you think we get so invested in them? Leave your mm-hmm. comments below. Uh, also, FYI, our next episode is a doozy, folks. Uh, there's been a lot of tension between readers and writers around the topic of book reviews. And for the next episode, we will be digging into that. So make sure you hit subscribe so you don't miss it. Uh, you can find us on YouTube and you can also find us as a podcast on Podbean if podcasts are more your speed. So uh, that's it for us today. I am Amy for the pens and the bookmarks and we'll all see you next time. Bye. Bye.
3: Bye. <laughs>